All righty. Welcome back, people. Hope you're well. Obviously, you've heard the news by now. The RBA raised rates again. Wow. Who would have thought? So it's gone up again another 0.25%. The cash rate, the official cash rate from the RBA is now 3.60%. Dave, your thoughts? Look, not surpri- no surprise there. Uh, in the notes of the February meeting of the RBA, they said at the end, that they thought rates would have to go up another couple of times. And we said on the podcast, we didn't really understand why they just didn't put them up 0.5 in February. Um, at the moment, it's like death by a thousand cuts. So, um, yeah, they dropped rates very quickly. When the pandemic started, they were slow to start raising rates when a lot of the other um, central banks were raising rates and the and the banks were forecasting rates to go up by increasing their fixed rates. So, yeah, I, I just thought in February would have been better to do 0.5. Um, the thing is, yeah, the reports, and I haven't read the statement from the RBA, the reports are that um, the rhetoric, the bank's rhetoric has softened and some people are suggesting there might be one more rise of rates in April and then they'll pause. So, but anyway, look, it is what it is. Um, and like with everything in life, you've got to... Um, Look at what's happening in your environment and adapt. So, if you're borrow, if you're looking to buy, your borrowing capacity will be reduced. But on the flip side, vendors, yeah, you know, if there's more people with less borrowing capacity, vendors are probably going to be more attuned to accepting an offer yeah. rather than expecting a price that they could have got a year ago. So, um, yeah, your borrowing capacity will be reduced. Yeah, you know, most of the economists are saying they think rates. This time next year will be lower. One of the chaps on um, the business show last night said he thought that, yeah, right, right, rates might go up another one or two times, but this time next year they could be a percent lower. So, look, who knows? Um, if you're having trouble servicing your mortgage, reach out to your bank or broker. There are things you can do. You can ask to go on interest only for a while. You can extend your loan term. Yeah, there's a few other things you can do. You know, probably look at look at your budget, look at where you're spending your money to see where you can trim back. Because, you know, even though we don't sort of necessarily um, promote people extending their loan terms or going interest only, uh, it is better than losing your house. So um on most occasions. So anyway, just um yeah, if you need help, um talk to your bank, talk to your broker. If you can't get hold of them, give us a shout and um we're happy to chat. That being said, the Real Estate Institute of Australia was speaking out. Hayden Groves is the president of that uh, institute, almost like a lobbying body for real estate agents across the country that then you know make complaints or make comments to government that no one listens to. So they're not really they're they're quite vocal and they probably have something that could be said uh, that could be used. Uh, for constructive criticism, but I don't think the government really cares about them too much. They had a comment just saying like the ABS data shows that the consumer price index, which is what we call the inflation figure for the month of of January, for the 12 months to January, is down uh, a full percent. It it sits at 7.4% compared to 8.4% in December. So it's dropped a full percentage over the month. The most be, the most significant contributions to the figure include housing, food and non-alcoholic beverages having risen over the month, 
the cost of recreational activities and uh, housing, the cost of housing going up as well. Um, obviously, rents are still rising, but seem to be plateauing out in the increases in some parts of the country. But Hayden Groves, who's the president, basically said, you know, this seems like a good enough a good enough indicator that maybe the RBA should hold off raising rates again uh, to see if what they have done has has made enough of a a dent in in sort of curbing inflation. So I just wondered your thoughts on that one before we moved on. Yeah, look, not surprising. The REIA REIA um, has said that you know you know the housing market is struggling. So you know their their role is to you know, promote a healthy housing market for the benefit of their real estate agent members. And, you know, if they weren't saying that, you'd be worried. So, um, yeah, you know, inflation is trending lower when, you know, the Reserve Bank's admitted that, but they, they just don't take their foot off the gas because, um, you know, they're worried about a, a spiral. So, um, anyway, well, you know, we'll, we'll just see how, see how it all plays out. As I said before, there's not much, you know, you or I or the, the listeners can do about it. You've just got to no. respond so, um, you know, if you're looking to buy, a lot of people say the best time to buy is when you can afford it. You know, if you're buying a place to live in and you're going to be in it for the next 10, 20, 30 years, you buy the house you like because, you know, um, over the course of time, it will go up in value because, you know, we don't build enough. So, um, yeah, anyway, we'll see see how it all plays out. Yeah, okay. So uh, NAB, which is one of the big four, they released a financial hardship report on Friday, the third of March, and uh, they they basically surveyed two thousand uh, NAB account holders and basically wanted to figure out and and survey what sorts of concerns financially their respondents had and grading them on a scale to basically figure out which ones were more important concerns and which were less important. Four in 10 Aussies were experiencing some form of financial difficulty uh, as of the time of this survey, the highest since COVID began back in uh, March 2020. Um, it found that being unable to meet mortgage repayments was causing Australians the least amount of financial challenge at 5%. Uh, one in three Aussies identify money as a significant cause of stress in their lives, which I guess isn't really a surprise because I think for some people, including myself, even when you've got a bit of money saved, you just start worrying about the what ifs of, of if things go wrong with your money, how long will you be okay for type thing. 21% identified not having enough money for an emergency as a very high concern. 16% said not enough uh, having not enough money for food and basic living living needs. Being un, unable to pay a bill hit about 14% as the most common form of difficulty. One in five people had missed paying a bill in the past three months, which mostly included energy bills and water bills. Um, an interesting one, Dave. It's not a huge gap but more people living in rural and regional areas were experiencing financial difficulty compared to those in capital cities. So 33% of the surveyed people were in regions experiencing difficulty compared to 30% in the cities. And the financial difficulty was more common among the age groups 18 to 29 and 30 to 49 compared to the 49 and 55 plus age range. So people that were younger were more likely to be experiencing financial difficulty, which I guess sort of makes sense. The older you are, the more likely you are to, to be a little more financially stable, I guess is what they're commenting on. Um, yeah. 
I just wondered your thoughts on it. Yeah, no, it's not it's not surprising. Like if you've got a mortgage, whether you're in, in living in a house, um, you know, your repayments have just about doubled since um May 2022. So yeah, it's not surprising if you know if we, we had some clients, um, yeah, you know, some clients coming off a fixed rate of 2.09%, they were offered 7.09% um by their bank coming off fixed rate. So, you know, we work with them to um, get that drop quite significantly. Um, but, you know, if we hadn't, their fortnightly repayment was going up about 600 bucks, almost doubling. So, you know, if, you, if you've if you got 500 bucks a week spare and then you've got 100 bucks a week spare, you know, you would be worried about, um, you know, falling in hardship and that sort of stuff. So, look, it's not, not surprising. Um, yeah, a lot of people have paid to pay, as we found out during the pandemic when, um, you know, when the economy had, economy shut down. So, yeah, but as we said, um, if you're struggling, there is help available. And, um, yeah, reach out to your bank, reach out to your broker, um, you know, sit down with the family and go through the budget because there's probably things that you can trim back on for a year or two, um, you know, while we go through this rough time. Last one from me, we thought we'd share a few tips about how to prepare if your fixed loan is expiring soon, what things you can do to prepare financially for that. One was smashing the balance, get the balance down. So yeah. let's say what it, just let's say you're on a two percent fixed rate and you've got four hundred grand in your your home loan that you owe. Consider making extra repayments because the lower your balance is when your rate, your interest rate rises, the less you'll feel the impact of rising interest rates because the balance is what they charge the interest off of on sorry so if you've been able to make some extra payments on that 400 grand the interest you're going to be charged will be lower when it rises just based on the fact that the balance is lower um another one is something you talk about a lot which is just figuring out how you can lower your spending if you can yeah. lower your spending by cutting out online shopping or Maybe if you have three coffees a day, try to have two coffees a day uh, or maybe just have one coffee a day that you spend. Maybe you spend money on one coffee a day, Dave, and then your second yeah. coffee of the day you have at home, which is something I've started ad adopting because I was realizing I was spending too much on coffee and coffee is getting expensive if you go to a cafe. So that's something I've done. Um, I wondered if you could explain to the listeners the third point, which is considering fortnightly repayments before we move on to four and yeah. five. Yeah, cool. So just in regard to number one, just check with your uh, loan, if you're on fixed rate, how much extra you can pay off. True. Because some do have limits on, on extra repayments. So just check that. Um, if you don't know, give us a shout and we'll let you know because um, we can find out from our bank contacts. So yeah, no hassle there. Um, fortnightly repayments. So what happens Interest on loans is calculated daily. So let's take the month of February where there's 28 days because that sort of works out pretty nicely for us. Um, if you make your loan repayment on the 28th of February, that means for the first 27 days, the bank is charging you interest on the outstanding balance. So on the first, you know, your, your loan might be 400 grand and there's interest on that. And you know, each day you're paying interest on that. So at the end of the month, interest is charged, you make your repayment, and then you, you know, roll on over to March. If you make a repayment on the 14th, so a fortnight, and just say your repayment's 1000 bucks, 
your bank your bank your loan was 400 grand for the first 14 days you pay a thousand bucks for the next 14 days your loan is 399,000 because you've paid a thousand off so you're only charged interest on that 399,000 if you jump into a calculator and there's one on on our website if you change a monthly repayment cycle to a fortnightly cycle you can save around three to four years on your loan term and how that works is because you're paying interest on lower amounts because you're making a payment every fortnight Mm. and because you're paying every fortnight you're making 26 payments in a year rather than 12 monthly repayments so that's basically how that one works but you know it's quite a clever little hack and with with the one about you know smashing your balance down yeah you can do both you know you can make fortnightly repayments and extra repayments so but as i said just check with your lender about any any um issues with making if you if you win you know 50 grand on on uh, powerball whether you can pay that all off in one year or whether you have to spread it out over a period if my monthly repayment's $2,350, but yep. I've got $400 in redraw, yes. does that mean that if if there was no money in redraw, that $2,350, some of that would be paying off the balance, some of that would be paying the interest, and more of it would be yes. paying the interest right now because I've only had the loan yes. for however long. But because there's $400 in redraw, does that mean the portion that's paying off the balance is more now? Uh, yes. Yeah. So if you've got so if you've got money in redraw, so you might have 400 grand loan and two grand in redraw. While that money's sitting in redraw, you have um you're getting charged interest on 398,000. Yeah, okay. So yeah. So yeah, yeah okay. every every little bit every little bit help helps. Yeah. All right. Another one was having a pool of savings. So Maybe you've had a chance to save extra money because your mortgage repayments have been uh, cheaper over the last couple of years if you were on a low fixed rate. Make sure that you're considering that, I guess, that it, it might be a fact down the line that as rates get higher and the mortgage gets a little harder to make repayments on, you might need to eat into some of your savings to pay off pay off the higher mortgage repayments. And that's obviously something that the RBA has been saying people will be able to use that the cost of money was very cheap over the last couple of years. So they'll have a savings buffer to be able to sort of uh, weather the storm, so to speak, when it comes to the the higher interest rates. And obviously that's not a great long-term strategy, but if you've got a little bit of money uh, backed up, that's a consideration too. Um, and the last one was higher repayments, right? Look into, yeah. uh, there's, there's mortgage calculators. There's one on our website. There's ones you can just Google too. There's on, there's ones on every single bank, uh, website. So you can use a calculator and figure out what your payments might look like when your fixed rate ends. So maybe you've got a, a, a guesstimate, a ballpark interest rate that you're probably going to jump to when, uh, your fixed rate ends you can map out what those repayments are going to look like in six months from now or three months from now and figure out just how much of a shortfall you're operating on. And then you can plan for that. Maybe you can consider getting someone in to rent one of your rooms or maybe you like have a border. Perhaps you can look into uh, 
asking your job, your, your boss for a pay rise. If it's something that hasn't happened recently, you can look into getting a second job. You can cut back on some of your discretionary expenses and have more money to pay for the mortgage. There's plenty of ways to sort of work through whatever problems you're going to be. um, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and it's amazing. Like if you jump onto the calculator on our website and you put in, just say your fortnightly repayments, a thousand bucks, um, and it'll tell you how much interest you'll pay in, in the loan term. If you just say, okay, well, look, we're gonna we're gonna put in eleven hundred, so we're gonna make an extra hundred a fortnight. You can just see the massive amount you can save, and you you won't miss that hundred bucks. You know, you you might at the moment, you know, if you're doing a tough, but um, yeah, over the course of time, making extra payments is good. And as I said, they sit in re, sit in redraw, so um, yeah, it's not a not a bad thing. Yeah, easy. There are a couple you wanted to cover, right, before we moved on? Yeah, cool. Yeah, so look, um, building approvals are down. Um, you'll, you'll read about, you know, builders' issues and all that sort of stuff. Now, this is probably not that unexpected because we had a lot of building bought forward. Yeah, you know, a lot of people who may have thought they were going to build in the next couple of years bought forward their building plans when the government had home builder during the pandemic. So, yeah, building approvals are down, but... One of the things is if this sort of trend continues, we're already not building enough places. Um, so, you know, it could it could just mean like further down the line, um, rents are just going to keep going up. And from from what I've read, rent is an inclusion in, um, in, the, in the CPI um, and inflation data. So if rents keep going up, um, you know, that just might push inflation higher. So um, in Queensland, there's a lot of building, but um, that's probably coming off a low base. There was a, a bit of a story during the week about how banks are not, uh, you know, when the RBA puts up interest rates, say 0.25, banks are not putting up the rates for deposit holders by that amount. So, um, you, know, you know, where banks, banks rates for new customers are, 0.7 to 1% cheaper than rates for existing customers. So if you've been in a loan for a year or more, um, chat to your bank or your broker about um, what um, what they can do. Um, one of the things, interestingly, is around off-the-plan sales and borrowing capacity. So borrowing capacity, as interest rates go up, borrowing capacity drops because, as we've talked about before, if, you know, say, a year ago when rates were 2%, um, the bank would have added the 3% buffer, which would make the rate 5%, and you were assessed on your ability to repay a loan at 5%. Now, interest rates are around 5 to 5.5%. The bank adds the 3% buffer, um, and you're assessed on your ability to borrow money at 8 to 8.5%. So for a lot of people, borrowing capacities have dropped around 30%. Now, if, say, two years ago or a year ago, you agreed to buy an off-the-plan apartment, Mm. or an off-plan house and land, you might be coming up to settlement soon and find that you cannot service a mortgage. So that's just something to be aware of if you've done that um, because you know you would have paid a 10% deposit or paid a deposit bond. Um, to, you could lose your deposit. So just be, mm. just be careful. Um, the only other one I was going to mention was around auction clearance rates. They're still in the 70% for a lot of, a lot of capitals, um, so still pretty strong. Um, what we're finding at the moment around the place is because listings have dropped, it's sort of stabilised price falls. 
Um, but, you know, as the bank, RBA keeps raising rates, and if they raise them again in April and maybe May, we think there'll be more sellers needing to sell, which, you know, could mean that, um, you know, prices could drop. So, um, but, you know, long-term, as we've said, long-term, like my my strong view is long-term property in Australia is a great investment because, one, we don't build enough. We've we've got, um, you know, heaps of people want to move here. We're opening up the, the floodgates for immigration. Um, you know, rental vacancies are really low. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I still think, you know, it's a good thing to do if you can afford it. I do want to share a comment that I heard from Simon Presley because obviously he's big into saying that anybody that says the property market's going to crash is a lemon sucker. But he also said yep. uh, if you sit if you sit on your chair too long, all you'll get is splinters in your ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and look, Simon's a big um, believer. I think, in I think Simon watches a lot of Sky News. <laughs> you know, I think I think Simon's one. He's 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 someone who believes in taking responsibility for your, for yourself. You know that you can um, sit on the fence and you know worry about this and worry about that, but. Yeah, he he's very vocal about the government's changes, proposed changes to super, um, saying that, you know, why would you why would you let your financial future be in charge of people who can change the rules on you? So, you know, whereas if you buy property or um invest in shares, um, you know, you're you're sort of um taking responsibility a bit for your own future. So look, you know, that that's um Simon's very vocal. So um and that's great. Easy. All right. If people want to get in touch with us, there's a way to do it. You go to moneysaverhomeloans.com.au. If you're looking at trying to get finance for a home to, that you want to live in or use as an investment, uh, the website's a good way to get in touch with us. You can sign up to our newsletter as well through that website. We do a monthly newsletter uh, with good little bits of info on there. Uh, you can go to Facebook and type in Money Saver Home Loans and you'll find us on there as well. We put our Instagrams in the show notes for every podcast. If you want to follow us on all that, that'd be great. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you next week.